Without a spiritual community, I don't make it this far. And the same is true for doing anything difficult. And podcasting ain't no easy thing. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to The Christian Podcaster. I'm your host, Eric Nevins. Thank you so much for being with us. Of course, The Christian Podcaster is a show that introduces you to Christian podcasters and where hopefully you'll find your new favorite binge listen. Uh, Definitely have a great conversation for you today. As always, uh, Christian Podcaster is a product of Christian Podcasters Association. If you are a Christian Podcaster and haven't joined us in the Facebook group yet, what are you doing? Go over to Facebook right now and join us just uh, just free. You just answer a few questions and pop in there and then you get a free bronze membership with some training and some downloads, including the exact process I use for booking guests on my show. And I think you'll find that very, very helpful. Uh, it's a lot product of a lot of hard work and a lot of time. And I know it'll help you take that notch up just one more step. So again, just search on Facebook, Christian Podcasters Association or ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com. Okay, we have a great podcaster. She's one of my favorite podcasters. Her show is The Reboot Show. And we're going to talk a little bit about her journey with that. Uh, Tracy Winchell. Tracy, welcome to The Christian Podcaster. Hi, Eric. Thanks for including me. And by the way, the your your entire guest booking system, I totally stole it. Thank you. Good. It 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 works. And um yeah. That's good. That's what it's there for, right? So that's why I decided to put that in like the free version, the free thing that everybody has, and they can they can check it out. Uh you just put it together, use I we use Calendly, that's the secret, but yep. It makes everything super easy and makes you look so much more professional, right? Yeah, I've had some big guests too. Yeah. Yeah, and it helps you know that they're going to show up. They have all the information they need. You've planned it all out in advance. So I love that. Yeah, go check that out, friends. Um, Tracy, so tell us a little bit about you. You're, uh, you were just telling me you've got some really great projects going on, but what, uh, what, tell us a little bit about you and um, kind of where you're at right now. Well, the journey began with uh, Reboots Podcast. Uh, what I think I debuted in May of 2017, maybe. And the idea was just to have conversations with people uh, about uh, change, you know, how they've navigated change, whether it's yeah. change they've chosen or change that has happened to them, and then the decisions they made on the flip side of that. And in almost every single case, the guests have talked about how the changes that they made or the way they rebounded from the changes that happened to them began with a decision followed by a series of day-to-day and sometimes moment-to-moment choices. And along the way from all of that, I get caught up in the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there have been days that have been discouraging, but there have also been days that um, were pretty fun to watch the numbers flow. Yeah. As I sit here preparing to build a product about journaling for a super niche group of people on Twitter, I realized that my conversations throughout the last, what, 
three years have had nothing to do with the numbers and everything to do with the conversations. Yeah, right? Why do you think that is? Because I've learned so much from other people. I've I've understood my change navigation journey, my reboots journey, and I've tried a lot of different things in terms of creating content around this idea of navigating change and rebooting our lives and our careers. But in the end, what I have are the relationships with people like you, yeah. people like Sean McCoy, yep. and a whole host of other people who, who stuck with me beyond the 45 minutes to an hour that we taped a conversation to put out there in the ether. Yeah. I love that. I've, I've become very fond of saying uh, podcasting is about personal growth as much as audience growth. And it has I think, to be. yeah, relationships are a big part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Always yeah. my, my most surprising thing when people ask me. Yes. That. Yes. Did you expect to meet so many people? No, <laughs> no, Now, Okay. So our friends don't know this, but I, so you were like a, you were a news reporter, right? Like you, so I would think of you as being probably a pretty, didn't know you then, but you're a pretty high power person. Did you network back in the day? Like before you were doing this? Uh, by a default position. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would prefer to mow people down <laughs> than, than to build relationships with them. Um, I know that sounds awful, but there's that high power piece. Yeah. The, the, my best stories were the stories where I either helped people like some of my best stories never made it on the air, but if uh, a, a viewer called and said, Hey, I'm having trouble with my sewer line. Um, and I called city administration. Sometimes it was a story for a lot of different reasons, but sometimes uh, the woman would call back. This is a couple of times this happened, really. The sewer line's just one example. Hey, it's fixed. We would have aired the story if we could have figured out a hook that maybe was happening to a lot of different places. But this woman, in this particular case, was just having trouble getting service, she couldn't communicate the kind of service that she wanted because her, a journalist's eyes were on it. They paid extra particular attention to an elderly woman who was having trouble communicating. Yeah. You know, so the idea was results, not relationships. But the interesting thing is that my relationship with the city administrator at the time, which was sometimes... Uh, adversarial, but in this case, helpful. He didn't want to have to tangle with me. Right. And so he just took care of the problem in a way that a regular citizen calling the normal utility line wasn't able to get for whatever reason in that moment. Yeah. That's so no, I, I, I didn't, relationships have been less important to me in the past than they than they are now. And I'm not really proud of that, but it's the truth. Well, and I don't point it out. Like I just, I think cause it's a, it's an interesting story about your growth, right? The, the way that 
uh, I don't know if it was podcasting, if it was going through some of the harder stuff that you went through uh, to kind of get there, but. Yeah, I think it's spiritual growth and and all yeah. of the above. Sure. Yeah, really interesting. Okay. Um, you So what's something you love that's not podcasting? Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinals fans. That's right. We're mutual Cardinals fans of showing I, you my, my lovely hats that I've picked up this year. <laughs> but you and I both love baseball period. As we record this, it's uh, it's the modified Jackie Robinson day in our paused MLB season. And um, that's one of the things that I love about baseball is that it it's about so much more than between the lines. Yeah, I do too. Baseball is such a great sport. It's just, uh, I missed it too. And it wasn't before, like when it should have been playing June, I was like, well, come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Why do you think that is? <sighs> is it just a distraction? I don't I I think that would have been true in years past for me personally. But um, you know, the, the Cardinals played a doubleheader yesterday and I was I was busy doing work that I could have easily postponed and probably this time last year would have figured out how to at least watch one game live. Mm-hmm. And so I can't say that it is a distraction for me this year. I think I have my priorities in place, but there's just something for me, a non-math person about the evenings where, especially if I'm listening on the radio or to an audio feed uh, just understanding what a three and two count with two outs means yeah. with runners on first and second versus runners on first and third. I have to build a picture in my head of that. And I have to understand, you know, the runner at first or second is going, but how aggressive does that guy at third how how aggressive is he going to be? And especially if it's in the in the bottom of the ninth and the score is tied, what do you do? <laughs> and I think that's fascinating. And in that sense, it gives my brain something else to do besides race along uh, about the things that didn't get done today or that need to get done tomorrow. Yeah, man, I love that. Um yeah, we had a situation almost just like that the other day where Yachty was like halfway down the third baseline. That was great. That was <laughs> <laughs> and when Yachty's at the plate, man. That's the best. Who knows what's going to happen? It's so great. Anyway, all right. Well, so we share that love for Cardinals baseball. And uh, I don't know, friends, if you're listening to this, if you're, you know, not a Cardinals fan. Well, sorry. But um, hey, the, the Padres have been fun to watch while the Cardinals Cardinals were off this year. I, I watched the Padres and the White Sox. Oh, nice! And I kind of have a I kind of have a crush on Jason Benetti, the White Sox announcer. And Tatis has been awesome to watch. Okay. Sure, yeah. Uh, Padres also have uh, Tommy Pham, former Cardinal. So yeah, and he's on the IL. He's been hurt. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Bone. We could talk about that forever. Uh, the, <laughs> so here's a, here's a tie in to what we're actually talking about. Baseball is a great medium for audio, right? Like you can because it was. It was first on audio. Yes. And you can build that picture, which is what I love about audio because it builds that picture in your mind. I think that's why 
uh, audio is so intimate because you have to actually use your imagination. Whereas with television, you just kind of can zone out and watch and, yes. and whatever. And, uh, I think that's great. So, okay. That's a good little, a good little intro yeah. to, to kind of what we're doing here. Um, Okay, so you mentioned your podcast earlier, the Reboots Podcast, and I know you've got kind of an interesting journey with that because it's not you're not producing a lot of episodes right at the moment, but you have a, a number of episodes. How many have you made? Do you know, ballpark? In excess of a hundred. Last okay. summer, I did a, I, I put a, I put a series within a series instead of just long form interviews about change navigation. Last summer, I did a. a a really interesting and fun series about journaling. So they were 20 to 30 minutes long. I asked people on the show to, to share their journaling habits with me. And so, uh, yeah, I think that put me over the top of a hundred ish. Nice. Very cool. That's great. Okay. So about a hundred and you started, you said 2017. That's like, I think that's right. That's pretty early. Yeah. What, what was it that was kind of leading you, to start that podcast? A lot of different things converged at once. I was a few years into my recovery journey with Celebrate Recovery. So uh, for people who don't know about Celebrate Recovery or 12-step programs, in this case, um, it's not always about a chemical addiction. Uh, my issue has been unresolved grief and I try to control too many things. And so there I sat all these years. One week, we'd have a lesson that walk us through the 12 steps in our large group. And the next week, we would hear a story about a transformation. And so every other week on story night, we got to share, we got to hear about how the Sermon on the Mount, which is really the foundation for the 12 steps, yeah. had transformed someone's life, not just reading it and applying it, but living it in a community. And I thought that was incredibly powerful. And at a Celebrate Recovery conference, I can't remember if it was Henry Cloud or John Townsend. Uh, both of those two guys spoke. This would have been 2016, I think. They spoke about all of their leadership stuff, you know, boundaries, and they make so much money teaching executives about the 12 steps. They just call it something different. And when they talked about the power of story and that recovery is nothing more than sanctification and that leadership is a different set of terms for the same thing we practice in recovery, I knew, plus I was freshly out of a job. Uh, I had just been, uh, my, my, my position had just been eliminated with uh, this, the municipality where I work. So I was looking for something else. And it didn't happen immediately, but I knew that at some point I was going to build, a, build a, a, a podcast around the storytelling lessons and the leadership lessons I had learned from recovery. I just was going to, call it something different for the most part, but I also wasn't going to shy away from the grand secret of recovery in the Sermon on the Mount. Wow. I love that. And so you started reboots. What was the biggest obstacle you had to overcome? The technical stuff yeah. and the fear and the self-doubt. Mm. 
Which is because you were already a broadcast pro. So like you still were afraid? Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, the first time I sat behind a mic on a Saturday morning at Oldies 1090 KAAY in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, I was uh, throwing up in a trash can uh, every time I keyed the mic on that old RCA board. So uh, absolutely sure. Uh, it's 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 terrifying to key a microphone. Yeah. Hey, why. friends, I hope you hear that because literally yeah, Tracy has been you, you've been on TV, right? You've been on you're like you you were a reporter and you so you're like you're a pro and still get nervous, right? Like that's sure. so if you're nervous, friends, you want to start a podcast, uh, just know that everybody's nervous and that's normal and that's part of the journey. So yeah, p- push through it and go for it. That's what I say. Okay. So you were nervous. Interesting. I didn't, I, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have expected that, that to be the oh, thing. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. But obviously the technology, cause you probably didn't have to do the technology on your own. Oh my Did goodness. You, no. Yeah. And it was way different back then, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, just, uh, push this button, move this knob, uh, every hour, check the transmitter, move some dials at sunset. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then when I was on television, stand in front of the mic and I don't have to worry about whether or stand in front of the camera, put the mic to my mouth and start talking. Yeah. That's all done for you. And so you had to figure sure. that out. What what was the hardest part figuring out for po- your podcast? All of it. All of it. <laughs> like, okay. and, and I don't, I'm not trying to be flipped there, but the totality of all of the things that I had to figure out once I finally started breaking things down into the next logical steps, it got better. It got a lot better. It's like, okay, when I'm looking at uh, which podcast host do I use, uh, what, equipment do I buy? How do I set up my Zoom recorder? Mm -hmm. Uh, How do I plug this microphone in? And how on earth am I supposed to use GarageBand when I haven't edited audio in 20 something years? All of those things put together in my ADHD brain and it's overwhelming. But if I it, it didn't even matter which one thing I chose to do first, but choosing to just deal with that one thing, whatever it was, mm. get it as far as I could without hitting the pause button, pardon the metaphor, <laughs> and then moving on to the next thing and then trusting that all of those things were going to meet in the middle and match up somehow. It's in many ways like building a railroad across the country from 10 different directions. And it's not going to be the end of the world if you have to widen the circle a little bit to make sure that they all fit together. But I didn't know that until I realized, oh, wow, this is coming together pretty well. Right. And that's a scary place to be, right? When you're working on it. it takes a lot of faith, doesn't it? It does to know that okay, I'm gonna do this, and you got to believe in yourself, and you got to believe that God's called you to do it, and if you, especially if you have a mission, that yeah. really, really, really helps. Man, I love that. Um, what was the change that you wanted to make in the world? Uh, that 
that change is possible for one thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that is, that's huge for me. Uh, change is possible. Hope exists. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have done. Look at all of the things where we are in our nation right now. And it is one thing for we people of faith to say that to people. It is another thing to live it when maybe we're livid with the people that Jesus loves and Mm. is willing to forgive and in fact has already shed his blood for the things that um, hurt us that other people have done and embarrass us. I've struggled this week spiritually to accept the fact that Jesus loves some people I'm furious at right now. Yeah. And so you've probably noticed I've been pretty silent on Facebook because I haven't been able to love people in a public way. And that's okay. Right. Because God and I are talking through it and I'm talking through it with people that I love and I care about. And so I didn't, didn't mean to go off on this tangent, but you ask about change and let's go back to our baseball analogy. Um, You know, as of this week, baseball players refused to play a few games because of what happened in Wisconsin on two nights this week. And when a guy like Josh Hader, who is a pitcher for the Brewers, comes out and says, we need to listen more, we need to respect that Black Lives Matter, that's proof of change because Josh Hader got in trouble several years ago because when he was a teen, he posted some awful things to his Twitter account. And his, his teammates, after that was revealed, basically said, we're willing to accept his forgiveness at face value, but we are keeping an eye on this young man. Yeah. So the fact that he has changed his outlook on black people and how he feels about them and what he thinks about just, I can't even put a word around the situation that, that we've been oblivious, unaware of as white people. That to me is proof that change is possible and change is necessary in our lives. And I think that's the whole mission of the reboots podcast. Um, Well, and it can be hard, right? And so you, as I understand, you were like telling stories that kind of show that it's possible and that you can make it through. Right. So last week, a younger cousin died suddenly and we traveled across the state uh, for a a um, an, a, a graveside service. Uh, I'm one of twelve grandchildren, one of the oldest. After my cousin Melinda died, there are ten of us. Eight of us made the trek um, to remember my cousin Melinda Lou. 
And the preacher said of Melinda and her husband Patrick's uh, barbecue restaurant in Batesville, Arkansas, that Fox Creek Barbecue is so much more than a business. It is a ministry of second chances. And I thought, that's what I've been trying to be. And maybe I get to, I get to be more intentional about that. Wow. I love what that. a testimony, right? Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Uh, first of all, I love barbecue and I know that that can bring people together, right? Like nothing else. Uh, but also, yeah, just that idea of second chances and having a ministry of second chances. I mean, how often does the Lord give us second chances or more, <laughs> right? I mean, Every day, yeah. Every he, day we get up and draw our next breath and praise Him. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love that. Okay, do you have a favorite episode of your show? Do you have a favorite child? <laughs> I get that a lot. Okay, all right. So let me. I got. I got to start asking the question this way. What episode encapsulates what you want? Like, is the most like true episode of reboots that you, you know, go, when you, you go, this is what I'm trying to do. Listen to this one. Okay. I'm going to fudge a little bit because I have a, a series of episodes with my very close friends, the Floyds. So Ada Floyd is episode four. No, I can't remember. Ada, maybe eight. Her husband is, gosh, I can't even remember them anymore, but their oldest, Jacob, has has a Reboots episode as well. So Ada's story uh, involves the, the death of her premature twin boys, the story of realizing that they were pregnant with twins, going into labor, uh, the survival of one son for a time, uh, holding a son in her arms wow. while the oxygen levels counted down, her struggle with faith, her struggle with emotional health, and her decision to follow Jesus. Wow. In spite of all of that, through the comfort and truth of our dear friend, Ed Saucier, who also has an episode, who, when she says, why is this happening? He said, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. And often we ask the question, why does God do this? But Ed told Ada, the question for me is what happens when we try to deal with all of the tragedies of life without God. So the next sequence is Mason, her husband. Mason reveals his struggle with an opiate addiction. Wow. And he shares his side of that. And these two, these are celebrate recovery stories. They are literal celebrate recovery stories. Jacob, their younger son, who uh, just finished boot camp for the Arkansas Army National Guard, um, shared his story of practicing the 12 steps of recovery through Celebrate Recovery's 
the landing. And so I'm cheating and I know it. <laughs> Sue me. But those three. You're going to hear um, from my people. <laughs> <laughs> those three, I think, uh, encapsulate the, the totality of what I have wanted to accomplish through reboots is um, that this family is still together after all they've endured and that they are helping other people through their pain to get better. You go and get my eyes all love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. What do you think you've learned about yourself through this podcasting journey? I'm tougher than I think I am. Mm, Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. And on the days when I wanted to quit, um, you know, people like you and Steve Austin and a host of other people I'm going to get in trouble if I don't mention here um, helped me. And and I think uh, this would be an appropriate time to, to share that, <laughs> that without a community, without a spiritual community guiding me through job loss, uh, the loss of my dad, the loss of a close friend, the loss of a cousin, the loss of this cousin. Um, I don't make it this far. And the same is true for doing anything difficult Mm -hmm. and podcasting ain't no easy thing. So the importance of having a community in your life to speak truth into you, you know, um, gosh, that really sucked. Don't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Try this or this was better than you think it was. Keep going. Yeah. Man, I love that. Okay. And that's a lot of what we do in Christian Podcasters Association, isn't it? Like we, we cheer each other on, people share their struggles, they have questions, And I'm always amazed that how many people will jump in and either encourage or uh, say, Hey, I had this experience. This is what I did. Share their experience. Uh, It's always, always beautiful. It's a really great little community and I'm, I'm glad you're in it. Um, Okay, man. I love all of that, Tracy. I think this is, this is really good. I heard, I heard you say, um, and maybe this is extrapolating a little bit, but you, it sounds like you made the podcast that you needed. Oh, sure. Yeah. 100%. That's emerging as a theme here. And I, I kind of love it. Like that's kind of a cool, a cool little idea. Um, and I haven't applied that to myself yet. I don't know. We'll see, but, uh, pretty cool. Uh, so what's next for you? I'm working on a, a rather massive project, which is why I haven't done a lot of podcasting lately. I have two episodes out, one with my friend Ada, about uh, she is a she actually is a mental health therapist so we talked about big t little t trauma in the middle of a pandemic i also have a pretty pretty significant interview with dr benjamin hardy uh personality isn't permanent is his new book and that was a fascinating study of his the chapters of his book in conjunction with uh uh Reinhold Niebuhr's Serenity Prayer. All of this led to my next project, which is almost 100% on Twitter with some email. 
I'm building an email, I'm building a journaling course built around this super niche product called Rome Research, R-O-A-M Research. So I talk to people all over the world all day long about all kinds of self-improvement. There are Christians, agnostics, atheists, people who 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 question uh, what they believe. And man, that's so much fun because I get to share what I believe and why I believe it in an intelligent way when they ask. But I'm also interested in in Stoic philosophy. Um, and so there, there are a group of people who are self-selecting, dedicated toward self-improvement, self-awareness, leaving behind a better world. And there's a niche within that niche dedicated to journaling for self-awareness and spiritual growth. And so my course is built around the, the specific journaling techniques that I've used off and on for the past seven years of my recovery. And it's really exciting that after all this time, there's finally the opportunity to maybe earn a living that would not have been possible without these conversations on a podcast. Man, I love that. I think a couple of lessons there, like you as you develop skills, as you podcast, you do develop skills, right? And you can, yes. And you, they build on each other and they get go. So you never know where you're going to end up. Um, you might end up in online business. You might end up in something else, but God is leading you there. And if he's calling you to start a podcast, do it. Cause you're going to learn so much about yourself. You're going to hear stories. Um, you're going to grow and you don't know where you're going to end up. Um, but uh, it's it's a beautiful journey. Okay, so people can find that at romanjournals.com, right? R-O-A-M-A-N-Journals.com. Yep. That's brilliant. I kind of, I like that a lot. <laughs> Roman, uh, very cool. And then uh, you can be reached at rebootspodcast.com if they want to find you. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm not on Facebook right now. Uh, so the best place to have a conversation with me is on Twitter, T-R-A-C-Y-P-L-A-C-E-S. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes. Tracy, thanks so much for being here and sharing a little bit of your story. I love it. Always. Thanks for having me. Anytime you need me, I'm there. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Friends, hey, don't forget. So definitely go out and check out Tracy's stuff. And then also uh, don't forget ChristianPodcastersAssociation.com. Get that free bronze membership with some of that training we talked about uh, to streamline your guest process. There's also, we talked about technology. There's one called the four pieces of technology you need. You only need four. It gets really complicated, but you really just need four. I'll tell you exactly what they are in that video. So go get it. It's free. Hope to see you there. Thanks a lot, friends. 